to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Thank you, everyone, for joining today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today, our special guest is Mauricio Ramos. Mauricio is a managing member of Demichi Group, and he has been a full-time entrepreneur and investor since 2016 and currently controls over $2.7 million in real estate assets, deal sponsors in four syndications, and invested in 509 units across Texas. And before he became a full-time entrepreneur, he was a project manager in the commercial construction industry in Texas, working for a number of general contractors. So welcome to the show, Mauricio. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks, Eileen. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's an honor. Thank you so much. And as we were talking a little bit earlier, where you are in Texas, it must be um, a little too cold for my Southern California blood. (laughs) It's back to normal now, but it was was pretty cold, but we're back to, I'm back to just short sleeve and just summer clothes, which is the normal weather here. <laughs> so Mauricio, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background. And um, if you can share how you got started in real estate, that would be great. Absolutely. Yes. So I, I'm originally from Mexico, uh, Yucatan. The, a lot of people know where Cancun is. So this is kind of like three hours from Cancun. That's where I'm, I was born. I uh, lived many years in Matamoros, which is a border town with, um, with Texas. And came to Texas for college. I went to Texas A&M University, graduated as a civil engineer, and worked in construction for 10 years as a project manager and superintendent. Built uh, large commercial projects uh, from high schools, hospitals, uh, public transportation, those kind of large projects, uh, remodels in, in large corp- for large, large corporations. In in the middle of that, I realized that that's not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life and didn't want to be an employee. So I found real estate, I could say real estate found me. My intern at the time for uh, at a construction company, he introduced me to real estate, who is now my business partner, Adrian. So he introduced me to real estate and started learning and I quickly realized that, you know, at the time I was like buy and hold, right? Single family, that cash flow, that's what I, what, that's what was going to take me out of, out of, uh, working out of my, my W2 job. And so that's, I started working into it as I was still on my W2 job. Uh, so my first deal was a, was a mobile home. I bought a mobile home, uh, cash fixed it and seller financed it out charged interest, took a down payment and monthly payments. And then law of the first deal, I got another one right after. And within a month, I got another one, same same structure. So at that point, I had two in getting cash flow. That second one gave me a $10,000 down payment. So that was kind of like a, like a game change in my head like because it was like, all right, now I have two cash flowing, you know, you couldn't say deals and $10,000 cash, right? To, to use towards my next deal. So I was like, okay, this is, this is working in the right direction. This is going good. Then I found multifamily. And like I said, I'm an engineer. So the, the numbers in the multifamily world 
when I learned how multifamily works and like so number-based, I was like, this is it, right? I fell in love with it because I understood it very well versus the typical, you know, the comps and all that stuff in the single family, which I'm not a big fan of. So I immediately went into into uh, multifamily. I, at this point, I had also done probably three or four single family wholesales and was able to get a chunk of cash and then use it towards, towards other uh, investing. And so found multifamily, switched my uh, direct marketing campaigns from single family to multifamily and the phone started ringing off the hook. So th- that's when I really said, all right, this is it. Multifamily found a 10 unit apartment complex, bought it, owner finance, 0% uh, interest, super like 7% down. And so repositioned that property, was able to, set, to go full cycle 18 months later, wholesale a few multifamily deals, was able to do five and six figure fees with those. And at that point, you know, I had a few cash flowing properties and I had some cash, which I was in a position where I, I felt comfortable letting go of my job and just go real estate full-time. So that's what I did in 2018. This, that completed my 10 years in, in, in construction. And I've been doing real estate full-time since. So two, a little over two years now. Oh, wow. So you had a lot of experience in the multi, in the mobile home parks, the single family homes, and then um, some wholesaling. And then now you're focusing on the multifamily side of things. That's correct. So as you were moving from each of the different spaces in real estate, you know, what was kind of like the challenges um, as you were finding, you know, moving from mobile home to single family to wholesaling and then now to multifamily, what has been like some of the challenges that you've seen in each of the different areas? Great, great question. So I think as as you move, so for example, in the, the mobile homes, I wasn't financing anything, right? I paid cash and then I was getting payments, right? So no dealing with financing, right? And then wholesaling, uh, I didn't really buy any single family short of like my house. So didn't really have to deal with with financing. And then when I got into into, into multifamily, you know, started with seller finance. So that was great. And then my first deal was a, I had to finance it. But it was an agency, wasn't big enough to qualify for agency. So we had to get like a private lender. And then my next deal was agency. And then my next deal was seller finance. So moving, what I'm trying to say is moving through as you're, you're increasing the, in size of the properties, you're scaling and you're, or you're moving up the ladder on the uh, loan products that are, are available as they become greater in terms, they also get more complicated, right? And then they, I mean, the first one might be able to do it by yourself, but then the next one you need, you bring, you need to bring a few more people, KPs, loan guarantors. And so learning all that stuff, right? And and then also as you go up and then you start syndicating, then you, you bring another piece, which is the PPM, right? The SEC and subscription agreements. And so all that, all those items, um, it's just the bigger the deal just gets not necessarily more complicated, just there's, there are more parties involved. So managing all that stuff, it, that's, that's one challenge. It's not impossible, but it's, it becomes a challenge. 
So for your first deal that you did for the 10 unit in the multifamily, um, you said it was a uh, seller financed. And then was it something that, that when you found the deal, something that you had offered when you made the deal, or is it something that came up during negotiations? Yeah. So when I started, uh, I probably did a good year of reading and listening to podcasts uh, before I actually bought probably a little over a year uh, before actually buying my first deal, which was at mobile home. And in one of those podcasts that I, that I always listened, they, they always say, you know, the three option letter, right? You will give them three options, cash, and then some kind of seller finance or something. And then, and then another seller finance, which higher purchase price, but better terms, right? For you. And so my third option was always 0% down. They have 0% interest. Uh, so it, and it's, you know, a lot of the people is like, why would I do this? Right. But well, one person did it. I mean, you never know what, what are the needs of the other person. So put it there. So I put it and sure enough, he called me and said, I want your option three. Okay, let's do it. We actually negotiated the price a little bit down, uh, but the terms stayed the same as far as down payment and, and interest. And so he accepted that off that offer. Oh, wow. That's great. <laughs> so yeah, like, like you mentioned, you know, it just depends on what the needs are of the other person. And then, you know, you never know if you don't ask um, and then to be able to, you know, meet the needs of the other person at the same time, meeting your own need as well. Absolutely. Ask and you shall receive. <laughs> <laughs> and so you said that one, you went full cycle in 18 months. Can you talk a little bit about what happened? Yes, absolutely. So bought this property and I'm a firm believer of just do that, right? And, and what am I going to do next? Well, I don't know. Just do that, and then we'll, you'll figure it out when you're there, right? So, so I bought the property. With my experience in construction, that made me uh, feel comfortable about the remodel part. That that was an easy easy part for me because I know how to manage contractors. So managing, you know, remodeling one unit at a time, it, it was like a piece of cake versus building a you know twenty five million dollar project. So. I did that, in, but I wasn't sure where I was going to get the money from. I mean, I had a little bit of money, but not all the money. But then sure enough, I mean, I bought that property. And then I found an eight-unit apartment complex, which I wholesaled and made $26,000 a wholesale fee, right? So I put that money towards, towards my 10-unit, right? Fix a few more units, replace the roof, a few things that I needed to do, right? And then later on, a few months later, I got a 24-unit apartment complex. Uh, in San Antonio under contract found that the best, you know, the most profitable way of exiting the deal was to wholesale it six figure fee. So I did, and I used the money to use that money towards my 10 unit and then continue fixing my 10 unit. And then at that point it was pretty much on, on, I was kind of done with the remodel. It was an autopilot. So I got it to a point where I had, you know, like $130,000 into the, like out of my money into the property. So I wanted that money, right? I couldn't refinance because I needed to perform longer, but uh, I tried selling it and sure enough, somebody paid me what I was asking for and I doubled my money. So, and then I used, I, then I used that money towards other investing, right? It's this little snowball effect. And actually my, to, to start with it, the funds for this the, to close on this deal, which was like thirteen thousand, I got from a wholesale of a house that my business partner and I got under contract and closed on, and we did a thirty thousand dollar wholesale fee, split fifteen and fifteen, and I used that money to close on this deal. 
So it all started with a postcard. <laughs> <laughs> a postcard. So then you were doing some direct mailing to find the property? Mm -hmm. Yes. How many postcards did you have to send in order to get that first one? So so for, for that one, it, it was really fast, honestly. Um, I found that my sweet spot is like about 300 per week. More than that, it's too many phone calls. Uh, and back then, right now, it's a little bit more competitive, I guess. But back then in 2017, it was it was working very well. So more than 300 would make my phone, and I was still working, right? So would make my phone ring too much and I couldn't get all the calls. Or, I, or you know, it would distract me too much from work. And then less than 300 would be like too little, just a few phone calls. I'd say probably I send a good 1,000 postcards to get this, this deal. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. Wow. And what made you decide to do the postcard and sending the postcards out uh, mentality behind that? I was, I was sending postcards for single family. Um, what I was doing, we were getting, we were, we were door knocking on foreclosures or pre-foreclosures. So we, we got the addresses. Uh, somebody would just basically calm the list for us. And then we would, uh, or scrub the list. And, and then we would do, go door knock. But as we were going from house to house, you know, we're driving through neighborhoods and we would be writing down also houses that were distressed. And then I would send postcards to those houses. And then this is where that $30,000 wholesale fee came from. One of those written down addresses. And so I, I, I was already in the habit of sending a good, like at least a hundred postcards a week. And then when I found, when I learned about multifamily, I said, we were also getting a few uh, like lists from sort, list source. And then I learned about multifamily. I was like, well, what if I just change my metrics and start buying multi, right? L let me try it. I'm going to try So I bought a list and started sending the, the postcards. And it, I mean, it's, that's when I was saying the phone started ringing a lot. So it's okay. This is it. <laughs> That's great. And so yeah. if somebody wanted to do something similar to like you in terms of like postcards, um, do you have any advice on like starting up and making it to be the most efficient? So, I mean, find, find a, I'd say find, do it in your own backyard and, or in a city that either where you're from that, you know, the area or maybe, I mean, when you went to school or like you're familiar with it somehow, maybe you work there, maybe you live there for a few years, maybe that's where your, your spouse is from. You have some familiarity with the place, do it there, get a, do it for a good six months. Don't, don't do it for a couple of weeks and then give up, right? Do it for a good six months, be consistent on the amount that you send every week, make a unique postcard, uh, use very bright colors, things like that, make it stand out. 
be direct. Less is more. Just a few words. This is what I want to do. This is who I am. Your property here. I'm interested. I want to buy it. And be ready. Be prepared. And send offers right away. Even if if you know, like, oh, he told me it was going to be 200 and my offer is 120, still send the offer. Send the offer and then follow up. You never know, right? It's just consistency. Take action. Go through it. Like, go through the whole thing. And so... For the postcards that you've already sent out, what's kind of like your follow-up time to to touch base with them again afterwards? You mean LOIs or, or the postcards? Itself? Sorry, with the post with the postcards. Yeah, so the postcards. I mean, we typically hit a list, um, maybe at least four times, maybe four to six times, and 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 then we probably leave it alone for like six months or eight months, and then we we might come back to that list if we felt like it was a good list, but we would just send, you know, somebody that would, would get a, a postcard from us this week, will probably get another postcard from us in the next four to six weeks. And then again, and then again, and then again. And then to follow up on LOIs, typically we set a reminder like a, like a week after we send the postcard. I mean, sorry, the LOI, we set a reminder to call them and, and just say, Hey, just make sure you got your letter. We got our, you got our letter. Any questions? Anything you want to know? What do you think about the prize? Oh, it was too low. Well, okay. What are you thinking? You know, get the conversation going. Find out. I mean, you might get the phone. Uh, they might just hung up on you. Hang up on you. But I mean, just follow up. You never know. And then, would you recommend doing like handwritten, handwritten postcards, or to be a little bit more personal, or like a printed? I do the printing. Uh, it's just it's just too labor consuming as far as the handwritten, unless you have some nephew or niece that it's, <laughs> that it's not doing it's like 12, 12 years old doing nothing at home yeah you can get you can do that but it's too labor consuming awesome thank you so much mauricio and so what is your next focus now syndication and apartments now we our portfolio we so we created a 210 management 210 management it's a product of demolition group and uh, optimum buyers my business partner uh, which is the vertical integration of our properties we own our portfolio consists of 130 plus units uh, we have we just sold our 16 unit which was our first indication uh, we have a 32 unit we have a nine unit we have an 88 unit those three are in McAllen, and we have a seven unit in san antonio which uh, we will be building a around 80 units store 80 a storage unit a small complex next to the apartments. That is that is what our portfolio is right now. So our focus, uh, we want to get to a thousand units within a year from now. So we're working towards that. There's a few other uh, properties that we're we're working on here in McAllen, in some in San Antonio. San Antonio, it's it's a little bit more competitive, so uh, it's a little harder. You, so basically, in our eyes. Since we have presence already in McAllen, when we look at a property, for example, you know, a million dollar property for, you know, just as an example, for 20 units, well, we might be able to buy a 32 unit with the same million dollars. So, well, we'll rather, we'll take the 32, right? Um, so that's, that's, that's one reason that we've been able and why we're here in McAllen. Uh, it's a great market less competitive 
uh, don't let anybody know. Uh, if anybody's interested in McAllen, don't come to McAllen, call me <laughs> and I can help you guys. Uh, but yeah, so, so our focus is on finding bigger properties, still multifamily. We want to diversify likely into storages and uh, potentially into mobile home parks, but more as a, as a, as a partner versus the lead sponsored. Uh, we really like uh, multifamily. Thank you so much for sharing, Mauricio. And so how has real estate investing impacted your life so far? Uh, I've been able to, so I really like traveling uh, on the personal side. I really enjoy traveling. I've been to 26 countries around the world and it, it's, it's allowed me to go to not all these countries because I started traveling before real estate, but still I've been able to do most of that by being financially free and being able to go uh, with on my own time, my own terms. So that is definitely an impact. I, 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 going back to the same, being financially free, be, being able to, you know, own, do things on my own time. I've been able to contribute to charities in the church I go to a lot more than what I have ever imagined that I would be able to give to charity and just give back. And it just that's make, make, makes me a lot, I'm very happy to uh, be able to give back to other people. And again, I never would have imagined um, that I would be able to do that. So being able to grow spiritually, I'm a Christian. So being able to grow spiritually, grow as far as, uh, you know, personally in my business and impact other people. We, we take pride on, you know, the properties that we buy. We want to take, we want to give a better place. We want to impact the lives of our residents, giving them a better place to live impact the lives of our investors by providing them a good cash flow for their investment uh, and their families and also to our families, right? Because we're, we get, you know, we get that cash flow, we get more time, which we can spend more with our families. So that's uh, in a nutshell, that's how real estate being able to impact my life. And what is one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started? Uh, multifamily. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wish I would have known multifamily, you know, earlier. It's it's a journey, right? You have to go through those steps, right? And, and even I would have I would have liked to to know multifamily when I when I started working, right? Before my those ten years of hard work in construction, but those ten years in construction left like taught me a lot. Right. And I wouldn't be here without those 10 years in construction. So I acknowledge that it's a, it's, it's a journey, uh, but maybe you would have started with multifamily center. <laughs> and what is one thing that sets the successful people apart in the real estate investing business? Yeah, action, take action. And what tools or techniques have you used to improve the efficiency of your business or personal life? Can you repeat the question? What tools or techniques have you used to improve the efficiency of your business or your personal life? Yeah, so my business partner is a lot better on implementing systems. Uh, I'm more about taking action, and you know I'm an engineer, so I can do spreadsheets all day long. Uh, but so he he's the one that has brought to the team the like the podio, like the CRM, and hey, let's use this um, uh, property management software right now. Now we're using that folio. First, we weren't using anything, and then. And then we started using, we 
tried like using like cozy, cozy for a little bit and like, all right, that's not going to work for what we want to do. And then we went to build them. And it's like we, then we outgrew build them and now we're at, we're at Folio. So those tools have been really helpful to have those like automations. Uh, now we have a property manager on site in like on payroll who helps a lot with what we're doing so we can focus on buying other properties. So systems and processes and, you know, the, the technology, uh, the, the app folios and the CRMs and those things in life really help. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mauricio. And thank you so much for sharing um, your journey today and all the wonderful knowledge and experience that you've had in real estate, you know, across, mo- across um, you know, mobile home parks and then single family wholesaling and then now multifamily. And if our listeners wanted to find out more about you and what you do, where can they go? Absolutely. So um, I'm on Instagram, uh, Mao, M-A-U-R-M-S. And uh, we have a, we have a, uh, facebook group it's the medici underscore group and i I, I think we're also we also have an instagram the medici group is just the medici group so in our webpage the medici group.com so anywhere any of those platforms you can find me on on our webpage there's a spot to sign sign up for our newsletters which we send out every month and on under the contact us tab uh you can schedule a 15 minute call with me just to talk about real estate or anything that we want to talk about, feel free to schedule a call and then we'll, I'll be happy to connect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mauricio. I really appreciate you coming on the show today and great meeting you. Absolutely. Eileen, thanks for having me. It's been an honor. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening to our podcast today brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it. If you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonifacecapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.